Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls talk about the show, rewatch it, sometimes defend its honor. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are talking about the finale of Volume 3, Episode 13, Duel. Now, is that Duel with an E or Duel with an A? Duel with an A. It was going to be Duel with an E. Mm. Do you remember that? Now that you say it, yeah, it does ring yep. a bell. Duel mm-hmm. versus duel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Duel versus duel. Yeah, they changed it like the last minute because they had like the episode information released already for promotional purposes and then they changed it. So, yeah, uh, yes. Yep. I remember that little green site you could go on and go look at all the like old promo photos and stuff before they mm-hmm. came out. Uh, we have no news this week. Nope. But I thought it would be fun on the weeks that we don't have news if Keisha and I talk, like, slightly about something that we're both enjoying recently. And what's the thing that we both agreed is, like, our thing we're obsessed with right now that we talked about, like, for, like, maybe an hour or two before we started. Like, off and on, but cumulatively, it was a lot of time. Yes. (laughs) I mean, like, not to, you know, spoiler alert, wee-oo, 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 but, uh, Mm -hmm. hello, WandaVision, obviously. Yes. It's like the thing going on in nerd culture as a whole right now. Mm-hmm. Just excited about all the stuff that could happen after what they had the nerve to do at the end of the episode. Yep. As well as excited about things from the episode, too. Answers we've gotten. and Yeah. Yeah. No spoilers. No. Because, yeah. So if you oh. haven't checked it out, now's a good time to check it out. Because the first couple episodes were a little slow, but episode four, like... Phew, hit the ground running and then episode five is a delight so i i mean yes i agree episode four definitely kicks it into gear and episode five is great but um yeah i i loved the first two episodes um just because i'm such a hoe for like old i like bewitched and i love lucy and all that and they just they were that with those characters and that Mm -hmm. was fun it just didn't have the the impact as it Mm -hmm. obviously does once you tie in what's going on in the MCU as a whole and then really bring in the emotions that they should be feeling after the events of Endgame and Infinity War and all that. So it's Yeah, it's, it's also slightly topical because, like, you're the one that got me into watching the MCU stuff. Aw, uh, is it my fault? Is it really? Yeah, because Avengers was coming out and it was like, in order to catch up for that, I had to watch <gasps> everything remember, before that. I remember that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there was me going to fucking Iron Man day one because you know that's just who i am but uh yeah you're right i did i did pester you into it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i'm good at that you are because sometimes I'm i can be stubborn <laughs> often right yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and then and then sometimes you surprise me and watch a thing that i was about to watch mm-hmm. yeah which um if you want to let people know what you're watching right now Oh, I'm I'm getting into Killjoys, which I'll watch someday. It's just uh, it's kind of tricksy to find all the seasons in an easily, uh, let's say, obtainable way. So, yeah, it's only on right now, like on demand services, which is a little weird, but yeah, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. I think like either Hulu or Prime has like the first couple, which is annoying, mm-hmm. and then they don't have the rest of it. So, yeah. But there are ways to work around that, and I'm I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm watching it the same way that I watch Heroes for this podcast, which is on YouTube TV. <laughs> so <laughs> that works out for me. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and uh, as as Rachel knows, I'm watching iZombie, and she watched that first. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. 
iZombie with a Heroes alum in it. We do love Mr. David Andrews on this mm-hmm. show. Of course. I don't think What'd you is- say? <laughs> did you hear him? <laughs> no, I did not hear him. He went, iZombie sucks. <laughs> You know, people can have their opinion, I suppose, <laughs> even if it's the wrong one. They sure can. <laughs> I was about to say that David Anders is the special guest star of our hearts, but... Yes. Mm-hmm. You know. But he's a regular on that, so... He is. And a goddamn delight, so... Yeah. Yeah, so that's what that's what we're watching right now. And I mean, like, I've watched movies and stuff, too, but nobody wants to hear about that, so... Yeah. <laughs> so... Should we just get into it? We have a yeah. lot to fucking do. So Yeah, let's let's get into the episode. Alright, so I watched the episode earlier today, and I had totally somehow forgotten that for the first time ever, Siler gets to do the intro monologue. <laughs> yeah. A position which he was made for. <laughs> <laughs> cause cause Quinto just really chews it up. This whole episode he does, but this is just such a great little intro to what we're going to be dealing with. So I wrote the whole thing out. <clears throat> <laughs> I did not. I never write the intros though. <laughs> so. Okay. So just bear with me here because he says like a line or two and then they show a scene. So it kind of mm-hmm. goes back and forth like that. And it's just a lot of stuff that we've seen in the volume so far. Just to be like, hey, remember how far we've come? It's actually kind of crazy. So he begins. On the sixth day, God created man in his own image. And now it's up to us to figure it all out. So we see Peter and he's in that future where people have powers and they're out in the open. And he goes right or wrong. Nate and Church, Tracy with Micah. On the wrong side, they show him slicing up Jesse in front of Noah B at the bank. Uh, you know, good, Matt and Daphne, evil, black-eyed Arthur. And each of us is the capacity to decide what drives our actions. We see he and Elle and the gang at Pinehurst while Arthur drew the team. And we see the Primatech te- uh, little team as well. So what is it then that makes some choose selflessness, the need to devote oneself to something greater? Peter Petrelli fucking obviously. Who else would they show in that moment? <laughs> That's like his whole middle name. While others know only self-interest. And let's talk about that they don't show Siler, they show Noah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Noah fucking Bennett. And they show Angela. And it's like, damn. Isolating themselves in a world of their own making. Some seek love, even if unrequited. And we see Siler with Angela. While others are driven by fear and betrayal. Tracy freezing the reporter. There are those who see their choices as dark proof of God's absence. We see Mohinder injecting himself with his really bad decision uh, <laughs> serum. Uh, while others follow a path of noble destiny. We see Hero in the future world as it's being obliterated that he saw with like him and Ando. But in the end, good, evil, right or wrong. What we choose is never what we really need. For that is the ultimate cosmic joke. The real gift that God has left behind. And so we, we resume to where we left off and the camera pans along the fucking grease stain on the rug that is arthur petrelli super dead and we see peter and he's in there and he's still holding the gun and he's pondering and that was like a lot just to like <laughs> bring us into the episode mm-hmm. but uh a delightful little intro so nathan comes into the room having heard the gunshot no doubt and he's like oh, Ah, oh, Peter, you did it. Like, he's not sad. He's just like, oh, you, 
you did it well and uh he he sits there and peter's like i tried it was siler who did it and nathan has this moment where he's like siler huh these two keep dancing around each other mm-hmm. and keep barely missing each other and it's one of my favorite through lines in the whole show and it makes their first eventual meeting just fucking spectacular and we see nathan go over and he's closing arthur's eyes because he's more than okay with Arthur buying the dust. He's not... And there's no love lost here after mm-hmm. Heidi and everything. Fuck that. And Peter, he wants the formula destroyed. Because he's seen the results and it leads to chaos. And he just, he won't have it. And Peter with a goal is something everyone needs to watch out for. But the same can be said about Nathan. So they are going to clash big time in this episode. Because Nathan explains to him, well, dad's gone. So he's nothing to do with this anymore. It's our plan now, Pete. We can make the world a better place. Don't tell me you're going to try and get in the way of that. And what does Peter fucking do but take the safety off of the gun that he's holding? (laughs) Oh my god. He stands up and Nathan's like, I can't help but wonder before it's going to be me lying here. Sort of implying that Peter's the one who's just like the, the... I don't know, the the wild card, the just the the one who can't be dealt with properly, like like he's the unpredictable one. And he's like, remember what happened the last time you had a gun in your hand? And I was like, I do, I do, Nathan. He was doing pretty okay against some well-trained men in Hades, so I would shut the fuck up if I were you. Um, <laughs> like, it wasn't him not being able to shoot Arthur, which, excuse you, he, he did fire the gun. Mm-hmm. Siler's the one who stopped the bullet, but... The gun was fired, so I think we need to be very clear about that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, sitting there, and, and Peter, he fucking, he aims the gun right at him. And Ethan's like, eventually you're going to have to choose a side. Either you're with me, and you know, dot, dot, dot. So yeah, Nathan gets him to put the gun down and hand it over, but then Peter sucker punches Nathan. Because that's the brotherly dynamic we're going to get this episode. <laughs> that mm-hmm. whole tense scene between those two. Yeah. And I need to talk about it, like, right now. What What are your thoughts about this? Um, okay. I have a lot that I want to talk about Peter specifically, but I don't want to talk about it yet. I want to talk about it a little later in the episode. Okay. And, and yes, I have things to say about Nathan, so, yeah. I wonder about the last time you had a gun in your hand wasn't referencing Haiti, but the uh, him shooting Nathan twice. <laughs> The I think him. so, yeah. I feel like yeah. that has to be that. Oh, yeah. It wasn't this Peter. But yeah. I know, I know, but you know. I know, but it's like, that's just part of it, isn't it? Once you've been shot to death by your own brother, kind of hard to deal with. Like, even if it wasn't your version of him, mm-hmm. that's gonna that's gonna fuck with some stuff. Well, but- before we can... Oh, sorry. Well, I just, before, like, because we're not going to talk about it fully yet, but I don't think the brothers are out of character in this episode. Oh, nor do I, and, and I have a lot to say about that that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But for right now, let's take a trip <laughs> on over to Primatech. And you know how they say you can hear when someone's smiling? Well, mm-hmm. I hear I'm sure it now. my tone just changed. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear it, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we go over to Primatech. And everyone who is there is, um, so it's Noah and Meredith, and they are arming up 
because Noah explains that Peter is over at Pinehurst and the formula is complete. So he's going to need help to deal with this situation. And Clara and Angela are there as well. So it's the four of them. And as they are going through the halls together, oh, fuck, they come upon a couple of dead guards. Hmm. And all of a sudden the lights go out, the gates are lowered, the doors are locked. And who is there but our boy Siler? Because he would like to play a game. He's on the uh, overhead and he says, Arthur Petrelli is dead. There's no need to go to Pinehurst now. And there's another dead guard behind him. All these innocents. Like, <laughs> it's so funny because, you know, you, you just go with the whole like, oh, he just kills people with powers. No, he doesn't. He kills regular people all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. He's fully what, you know, Redacted says he is in a couple episodes. So mm-hmm. he nailed it. Um, He's in like, <laughs> I always thought of it like he's in like a little DJ booth. He's he's rocking the hits. <laughs> Siler FM. Mm-hmm. Peter couldn't do it, so I did. When he's like, don't worry, everyone. It wasn't Peter, it was me. Just like Mommy wanted. And this is exactly what we said about using his fucking parental issues. It's just gonna snap back on you. And now Angela gets to deal with that. And Siler goes on. He's like, I know I repulse you. And he does this little thing where he's like, terrify you. Like, he's just having a fucking ball. You see me as a monster and you did this to me. And so he stands up and he stares down at the screen while Claire's like glaring up. And they're having, it's a very like big Siler Claire episode, this one. Quite big. Yes. Before the night is over, I'm going to prove to you all one by one that you're all monsters exactly like me. So they are trapped and, you know, it's it's very like, you're not, uh, you know, I'm not trapped in a room with you. You're trapped in a room with me kind of thing. Whoosh heroes. Some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> clap, 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 clap. Mm-hmm. He's just living his best life. Truly. So when we get back, Bennett's like, all right, I know where he's got to be. Claire, here's your shotgun. You have six shots. Pump after each one. Keep Angela safe at all costs. And <laughs> Siler's just still going over the, you know, over the overhead. And he's like, huh, think about it. Manipulative grandmother, neg- you know, neglectful father, a mother who abandons her own daughter. Just really just digging into everyone's insecurities this episode is what he does. Angela, she has very real doubts so they can stop him. She knows what's up. Claire's like, no, no, I can do it because he- we have the same power. And so she explains about the sweet spot. Which is a bit of a game changer because, you know, as we saw in the eclipse, you can slit a guy's throat with a box cutter, but he'll just keep on coming back. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to figure something else out. And Siler is just speaking directly to Claire now. He's like, Claire, you and I, we're more alike than any of them. We can't be damaged except for a broken heart. (laughs) This fucking guy. (sighs) And he's like, that's what parents give us, isn't it? I'm going to enjoy proving to you just how wrong you are about us being alike. And, you know, so cause she's like, I'm nothing like you. And it's like, yeah, OK. Bennett busts into the control center thinking he's being real sneaky and clever. There's no one there. Just the dead guard propped up. And Siler knows. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, you're not hunting me, Noah. I'm hunting you. Ah. <laughs> I love him in this episode so much. It's absurd. He is a complete shitlord. In this episode, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. There's almost nothing better than him having the power 95% of the time. And, and then, and then you know, reaching his comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Because it's so fun to watch him swan around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially because he's, 
I mean, with, like I said, the Noah thing, with the, you know, the, the uh, not just the box cutter, but we really get into, like, the him and L of it all, and Bennett's kind of owed, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it, it is fun to watch the tables turn so firmly against him for once. This is but, a, a yeah. good point to bring up now. I thought about it last week. Okay. Uh, where has Meredith been until now? <laughs> <sighs> we talked about this at the end of the episode, like, after we were done recording, I think. Mm-hmm. Who who knows? <laughs> like last time we saw her in the present was what did we say it was? It was the Nathan. Oh yeah, and the Tracy Nathan saving. and Tracy from uh, Mohinder's Loft. Yeah, from the Buglair. And then she was in Villains in the past, but we have not seen her until now. So just keep that. I in don't mind. believe so. Yep. Keep that in mind. We have not seen Meredith again until now. Mohinder's Loft feels like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep in mind, they just, you know, they put her on the shelf until they need her, and then they pull her out for mm-hmm. drama, which she will provide later on, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's not talk about the future. Let's talk about the past, Rachel. 16 years ago, to be precise. Oh. So, DeVoe Rooftop, hey, y'all remember <laughs> where we ended last week with Hero? Hanging out, just, you know, mm-hmm. arms and legs wrapped around a pole, asking a pigeon for help? Well, he's still there. <laughs> And instead of lingering on him, we go to Ando, Daphne, and Matt, who are arriving at, as the title card calls it, Suresh's Loft, aka Isaac's Loft. <laughs> and Matt's looking for Mohinder, and I'm like, Ella, Matt, you need a little bit of a catch-up still, I feel. Yes! <laughs> but he knows that he's working on a formula, because that's why he won't, they, they went there, because Ando's like, I need to be given the power to go back in time. Yes. Daphne's like, okay, Mo- Mohinder's not there, but clearly he's in at uh, Pinehurst right now, guys. So I'll just go grab him. And they're all like, no, don't do that. And she's just like, gives them a look and she's gone. (laughs) Doesn't just give them a look. Matt looks like he's going to do his thing for a second. And she's like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) And she's just, she's gone. She's off to do that. Meanwhile, speaking of Mohinder, he's not doing very good right now. Oh boy. I believe his condition, he said, has reached his lungs. It has. And he's, again, you know, talking on his voice recorder. He's not doing great. He's about ready to try and give himself the injection to see if that'll reverse his condition when interrupting Peter Petrelli comes in. And he's like, put it down! And holds Mohinder at gunpoint. And Mohinder's like, my life literally depends on this right now. And, (laughs) Lord Peter, I have so much to say about you later. (laughs) <laughs> my life depends on this and peter's like no but it's wrong we shouldn't use the formula oh boy um and well hinder's like listen peter remember when we first met and you tried to convince me that people with abilities existed and peter's like yeah you didn't believe me and he's like no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> but when i saw it i coveted what you had which i mean it's not just peter it's fucking siler why are we framing this on peter right now but whatever honestly he coveted what we had and that's why he made his first formula, and that's why he needs this one. And he's like, this inject... Before he can finish telling Peter his whole fucking tale, we see a gust of wind boosh by. A purple gust of wind. (laughs) And, yoink! The formula is out of his hand. Mohinder's like, what did you do? He thinks Peter did it, and throws a little bit of a bitch fit, and of course, tosses Peter. Um, It's a pretty epic Mohinder bitch fit. It's Mm -hmm. not a little one. Yes, he throws this, what'd you do? Uh, tosses him. But before he completely c- can kick Peter's ass, he's interrupted yet again, but this time by Flint and Knox, a.k.a. two very grumpy looking people in the hallway last episode. <laughs> and 
And they rush in. Flint grabs a hold of Mohinder and he's like, time for a little payback, Doc. You move, I'm going to burn your face off. Because remember, a couple episodes back, during the eclipse, Mohinder beat the shit out of Flint. How is Flint feeling so well at this point? I, I don't know. I guess there wasn't much to knock around in there, but you know. <laughs> well, like, okay, he has his little scar on his face, but no, for real, though. He was in, like, you know, the little things that they put to, like, cradle your head when you're, like, your neck's all fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he was wrecked, and he that was. was really recent. He was. Did someone heal him? Did, like, Arthur heal him? Like, what the fuck is going on with that? Maybe. It never bothered me. I never noticed it before. But now I'm like, hey, why is he walking around? Maybe he did. Like, you know, not completely, obviously, because he's got his little helix scar on his face. But yeah, Mm. enough to put that pep back in his step. I guess so. But anyway, yeah. Peter gets up and he's about to go at Knox. But Knox is like, hold up, dude. You want to trash this place? So do we. We're on the same side right now. And Peter's like, well, why do you, why are we on the same side? Why do you want to stop this formula? And Flint's like, yeah, with this formula, we're not so special anymore, and we don't like that. And Ohender's like, oh my god, Peter, do you see? This is what you're aligning with, trying to stop this formula. What the hell are you doing? And think of all the good that we can do with me, with Nathan. And Peter's like, Nathan's not in charge anymore. (laughs) So... Yeah. You know, if only Mohinder knew that this was not the day to bring up Nathan's good name... (laughs) If only he knew. Like he, do, you know, he doesn't realize quite the rift that that has occurred with the Petroleum Brothers. <laughs> no, yeah. So Nathan. Meanwhile, Nathan comes to Scott. Actually, wakes him up and helps him up because Tracy Cinema were like, "What's taking Nathan so long?" <laughs> uh, Nathan's like, "Go get Peter," and he's all like, "Oh yes, sir." And then like he opens the <laughs> door, but before he can get very far, oh wait, Knox is there now, and he breaks his neck. Rip Scott. Goodbye, Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Knox is all like, well, sup? I'm here to watch you while Peter destroys the formula. And Nathan's like, you're working with Peter? And Knox is like, yeah, he's one of the good guys now. Oh, there's so much. There's so much to say about these two by the end. I, I want to talk about Peter specifically here. Okay. Especially because they point out, like, look at who you're aligning yourself with. This is not uh, yeah. Peter's first rodeo of aligning himself with questionable people. No, and it won't be his last. Um, I can't think of a very specific for season one. Can you think of something in season one where he aligned himself with someone super questionable? Mm, no, because he was our capital H hero. It yes. was season two where things start getting a little more gray for everybody. In season two, he first aligns with, you know, Ricky and co to rob... Yep. A bank. Yep. Sure, he had a little bit of amnesia at the time, but whatever. Nope. And then Adam. And then, yeah, Adam Monroe. You just yep. say the right things to Peter, and if you're on the right <laughs> side, he'll just align with whoever the fuck. Uh, and that is legit dangerous, so I understand why Nathan is not down with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, getting shot by the, the future version of, you know, your brother stings a little. It sure does. Stings a lot. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like, we haven't... They've been so busy getting thrown around by everything else that now that the the playing field has been leveled with Arthur gone as a distraction, if you will, mm-hmm. now they only have each other to deal with once more. Yes. And they've both never really had the time to deal with the fallout of either season one or two. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big part of why you said earlier they're both totally in character and I'll fight about it. Because, like, yeah. 
this is what it's actually going to look like. We've just never had time to see it. They've been we saw separated. glimmers of it in yeah. Haiti because, yeah, they've been separated. They've had, you know, their minds messed with. They've had substance abuse issues. They've had other things to be distracted by. Now it's just them on opposite sides. Uh, it's not it's not pretty what the uh, truth of that situation is going to be for these two these two men. So which minus the very end at Kirby Plaza, they were on opposite sides for season one. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, like, one could argue that fucking Nathan doing that was closer to being out of character than anything. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Except for at the time, it was just such a pure, like, I love my brother. Yes. But, you know, we're really seeing the the um, the boundaries of that I, in I the feel world like, that they're both in. I feel like it was I love my brother and I think the weight of that many people dying couldn't sit well with him, especially considering his yes. reasoning for what he wants to do now absolutely yeah yeah he was never okay with the number you're right but peter is just so interesting because yeah he'll align with anyone he he was on the same side as siler earlier in this um volume yes and he will be once again if we can like yeah as long as their goals align or they claim their goals align peter will work with whomever to get what he wants if if their goals align and if he decides that the right people aren't being hurt. Yes. I, I just count that as our goals align. Yes. Yes. But that's really specific. And that's what leads to the big moment later on. Mm-hmm. So. I guess those yeah, security it's... guards didn't count when he like freaking head stomped them <laughs> as the right people <laughs> oh not being hurt. God. <laughs> Let us never forget. He curb stomped a man. <laughs> oh, man. It's like some fucking, you know, cleaning staff on the Death Star type shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Freaking mm-hmm. Peter, man. Ah, oh, Peter is just an endlessly fascinating character. And Milo doesn't get enough credit for playing that role really well either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, As we'll see hardcore in the next two volumes. So, Like, I never really dug into Peter at the time thinking about it, but like, during sure. this rewatch and not saying like he's one of the good guys now really had me like God Peter aligns with a lot of villains doesn't he like <laughs> in season yeah two and, and like Nathan's reaction to it as well it's just like God damn this is kind of Peter's bullshit isn't mm-hmm. it yeah oh, this is fucking Texas all over again Christ all right um. <laughs> <laughs> yep it really truly is mm-hmm. so like you can't no sorry. no 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 you continue you continue you continue well no just Texas in particular the Adam thing just really sticks with me the most. Because it's like, they were absolutely on the same page in the same book until the moment that Peter realized that the virus was going to be released and people were going to die. And then he decides to change his mind. And that's why Peter can be really fucking dangerous. Like, that is the perfect example. Because you can't just decide that you're with someone like that some of the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Because then they can still accomplish bad things. He has a like, lot of faith yeah. in people. He does. And I, I'm kind of glad that it gets beaten out of him a little bit in this. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like, we're going to see... It gets beaten out of him a little a later, but yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to see a very different Peter in Volume 4. Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah, he he trusts. And he shouldn't. Because for a long, anyway. for a long oh, yeah, time, yeah. I was like, Peter is the true North. He's the one that's always going to do what's right. But I argue, 
Yeah. I argue that slot, like, even in, in like, the Siler log, goes mm. to freaking, like, Hero. It's, it's Hero. It's absolutely Hero more than it's Peter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, God, could you only imagine? I mean, like, the Peters that we've seen in the future, how many bad people they've aligned with to get to where they are. Yeah. Like, it, it's fascinating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Hero's the true North, if there is one. Mm-hmm. Possibly Claire. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of Hero and that whole team, <laughs> uh, Matt and Nando are waiting for Daphne to return, and oop, she does with the dose of the formula. And Ando snatches it from her like, yahoo! And <laughs> Matt's like, listen, hold up. Just because you want to be a time travel does not mean that's what you're. what's going to happen when you inject yourself, dude. It's like, look at Mohinder. So see, again, Matt knows what's going on with Mohinder. How the hell does he know about what's going on with Mohinder? Did someone tell him? Daphne, maybe? Okay, like, that's the only thing I could think of is, like, like Daphne or maybe, like, when they were doing, like, the team, you know, Primatech Pinehurst thing. He, somebody, maybe he was like, oh, we need to get Mohinder. And someone was like, no, nah, it's a bad idea. Like, I like th- Nathan could have or fucking Angela. Like, I feel like Daphne did. You think? Yeah, because she got to see the, his little folder on everything. And I think she saw him there as well. So I think Daphne filled him in. <laughs> she has to because as I put in my notes, when he says it turns Thresh into a freak, I go, his name is Mohinder. You were in a fucking domestic partnership with him for a time. <laughs> Good oh. Lord. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he's like, look, look, Mohinder, bad things happen when he injected himself to it. But Ando and Daphne are both like, hi, um, we have to have faith. <laughs> so Ando gives himself the injection and passes out right after. So oh boy, what's going to happen there? To be continued slightly. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well... Back in the past, Hero's doing a little better. He's managed to scramble on top of the flagpole, at least. <laughs> so he's sitting on it, not dangling from it. And then from there, he realizes he can force himself up onto the Devo rooftop once more. So he gets up there after quite a bit of exertion. And he goes back into the building. And he comes upon his younger self once more. Uh, a younger self who's pretty sad about the death of his mom, having just occurred. And... Hero as well is sad. He's bummed that he failed his ultimate mission. But uh, little Hero is like, dude, you can still totally do it. Like, my mommy said that, you know, if you failed to do something, like, today, if you can do it tomorrow, then still do it. So, I, li- I like little Hero giving giving Big Hero a pep talk. I thought that was nice. Mm-hmm. And so, Hero then decides to try to talk a little Hero into helping him find the formula paper, which is locked up. Because he's like, hey, I can still destroy this thing. Yeah, just like a little moment with the heroes. Yeah. How impressive that he was able to get off that flagpole onto the roof. I mean, really, let's not uh, let's not count out the core strength necessary for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't fucking do that. No. <laughs> I would just die, I guess. <laughs> so, very impressive hero. You know, mm-hmm. all that training freaking paid off, I guess, man. Indeed, all the all the rooftop calisthenics as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! So we go back to the present, and Claire and Angela are together in Angela's office, formerly Bob's office. And um, just got to shout out little Bobby Bishop one last time, just like we do with Isaac's loft. <laughs> I know, right? Some things just are what they are. Mm-hmm. So Angela. Calls out Siler for doing basically what he's doing. He's a child throwing a temper tantrum for attention. 
and telling Claire, you know, basically, like, if you panic or get angry, that's just what he wants. That's what he's trying to get out of us is a rise. And I'm not giving it because everyone else, like, Noah and Meredith and Claire are like, oh, and Angela's the only one who's just like, well, you know, like, <laughs> this is happening. I mean, we just have to remain calm because what is anything else going to get us? And she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, suddenly the phone rings in her office and Claire answers it. And so Siler proposes his little, uh, his little game, if you will. He goes, there's a way to stop this, Claire. You want to be a company agent, hunt down bad guys? Like his little fucking vocal delivery, just toying with, with everyone. Like, Ooh. bad guys. <laughs> Ooh. That means making hard choices just like your daddy. And let's face it, you are just like your daddy. So he's like, all right. Here's here's the deal. I will allow you, Daddy, and Bio Mom to walk out of here to live your lives happily ever after. You won't see you nor hear from me again, basically. All you have to do is take that shotgun, hold it to Angela's head, and pull the trigger. And he's like, and it's so great because he totally references like the show. He's like, is she even worth protecting? She she wanted to blow up New York City. Mm-hmm. And she tried to murder her husband. Mm-hmm. Like, is she a good person? Like, what are we doing here? And, and then, and like, you know, and most importantly, and then instead of saying, like, she lied to me in my notes, I go, stuff that's all about me. <laughs> that's the biggest <laughs> sin of all. He's like, hey, but you know what? If you're dead set on keeping her alive, you could just, just give me daddy. Yeah, give him daddy. <laughs> <laughs> he calls him daddy in this episode. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> My notes go, that's a lot. There's a lot there. <laughs> and Claire's like, why are you doing this? And he's like, ask your dad sometime about what he and Elle did to me. I could have become a nobody instead of the monster I became. And now Elle's dead. And very soon, when he says Elle's dead, she gets a sad look in her face. True OTP of the show, Claire Elle. Mm-hmm. Uh, come for me. And very soon, your father may be, too. It's your choice or fault. All you got to do is get rid of Angela. And she's like, you hurt him, and I swear I'll hunt you down and kill you. And he just kind of smirks. He's like, hmm, from cheerleader to stone cold killer, who's the monster now? And she takes the gun. She's over this bullshit. She walks over to Angela, acting like she's going to shoot her. She pumps it, and she turns around, and she destroys the phone by shooting it. That's her answer. So let the games begin, eh? Mm Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, down in level five, remember how we started everything in level five? It seems like it's been so long ago. God, right. Yeah. What a wild volume uh, villains is. Mm -hmm. Four fucking real. So Bennett and Meredith are down there and Noah releases three of the people who are down there, including Eric Doyle, who is immediately gross to Meredith. Ew. And he's like, here's the deal. Any of you stop Siler, you get to walk away scot-free. And Eric's like, well, what's stopping us from just leaving? And he's like, Siler, <laughs> he will fucking kill you. We're all trapped in here, buddy boy. And so they all wander off. And Meredith's kind of like, why the hell did you do that? Like, these people are dangerous, too. And Noah's like, meh. How do you hunt a shark, bud? Gotta provide chum in the water, obviously. So it, it just, you know, not only is he being strategic, it just, it always tickles Noah to get to kill bad guys so, mm-hmm. like, using Siler as a weapon, which he arguably, you know, is responsible for having created. Yeah. yeah. Which I'll go back to his nobody speech. Bitch, please. Like, well, 
He'd go. He'd be a corpse. Yes. Maybe he'd be a corpse if he succeeded. He could have survived. Mm-hmm. He could have like there could have been other things that occurred. Mm-hmm. That's an old building. Um, you know, could have fucking broke the thing. I don't think it would have because no. it looked like he was pretty prepared. But um, yeah. So just with what we've seen, he would have been dead maybe. But if that hadn't have occurred, I mean, yeah, he wouldn't have stopped. Like he has this little like thing he tells himself that you know, it's all. L and Noah's pushing. And yeah, it didn't fucking help, but in a world where he survived his attempt, he was never gonna stop. Not really. Mm-mm. Nah. That's who he is. He blames whoever's convenient. It's Chandra's fault. He does. It's Siler's fault. He does. It's not Siler. Mohin- it is Siler's yeah. fault, but no. <laughs> it is Siler's fault. <laughs> That's Siler. Oh, what a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's Chandra. It's Mohinder. It's Peter. It's this. It's that. Mm-hmm. It's no. No, bud. It's you. But then, you know, when he realizes that, we get a whole volume of him navel-gazing. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, but um, speaking of Peter, how's his little, how's his little fucking, you know, um, goal coming along? Peter is a rock star in a hotel room. He is trashing the place right now. <laughs> and Mohinder's like, look, look, you know, um, this uh, formula is highly combustible. And Flint's all like, I don't care. Fire cannot kill the dragon. <laughs> he can't be burned yeah yeah i can't wait to talk about that later <laughs> well I, I think okay we'll talk about that later he says he can't be burned and mohinder's mm-hmm. all well no but peter can and again he's like look who you're working with peter thugs and killers what does that make you and you know they don't give a shit about you and of course in response to this flint hurls mohinder gives him a little taste of his medicine which knocks mohinder out <laughs> Gets to toss him over a table. And Peter goes to check on him, even though he was holding a gun at him earlier. But, you know, gotta make sure Mohinder's not dead. Can't have that on his conscience. Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And he even says, Flint, you didn't have to do that. And Flint's all like, now we can trash this place twice as fast because I'm not holding Suresh down. So. He's just trying to be efficient. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A go-getter, if one will. Um, I love that one. Mohinder's like, look who you're surrounding yourself with. And I'm like, bitch, this isn't Peter Petrelli's best friend race. He's just trying to, like, mm-hmm. just trying to get an objective, uh, you know, handled. That's it. Yes, indeed. Yeah. That was a wild coincidence. They just ran in when he was trying to, like, you know, deal with you, yeah. Mohinder. So. And honestly, you know, was probably a great big help because Mohinder is a true wild card and would have probably... Uh, stopped peter if it was just the two of them yeah who knows how that fight would have ended up throw a fucking coffee maker at him or something i don't know yeah similar to flint you know beat the shit up him (laughs) with something yep (laughs) and then and then our universe splits 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 (laughs) (laughs) oh but speak well anyway while someone has gotten knocked out how about someone waking up because how about it? Ando gets water splashed on his face by I don't know who could have been Matt, could have been um, Daphne, and he's w- like a Daphne thing to me. Yeah, it does. He wakes up and he's like, oh, "Do I have abilities now?" And they're like, "We just know you can pass out really well." <laughs> but they encourage <laughs> they encourage him to just try because they won't know until he tries. And he's like, "Okay, I'm the master of time and space." And he's doing all these weird hand things, and they're like, "Okay." <laughs> Maybe do what Heroes does not scrunch, but not too hard. We don't want you, like, back in the Jurassic era. And so, like, he <laughs> tries to, like, will himself to travel through time, and it doesn't work. He gets mad. He's like, oh, how am I going to save Hero? And he slaps a desk, 
and red sparks come out of his hand. And he's like, everyone's like, what was that? And it's like, they don't know what it is, but it's definitely not time travel. It's some sort of weird red sparky power. It's something. Yeah. And it's got some kind of power now. Again. You remember? Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, going back to what Hero saw in the future where he killed them with red lightning. Ah, uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Remember when, I can't remember if it was our first episode or if it was us bullshitting before our first episode, and I mentioned Ando getting a power, and you're like, he never had a power, and I'm like, oh, fucking yes, he does. <laughs> it was it was not, I think it was the second episode we recorded, we had a uh, long bullshit session before, because I was combing through that for the bonus episode. Yes, I believe it was in okay. there. Yeah. Who could forget the sparks? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I had completely forgotten he had a power. Because I think, like, I don't know, we were talking about, like, normal people on the show. Yes. And it was just like, yeah, but Ando doesn't stay normal. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? <laughs> Say what? Well, there was stuff about this volume I didn't remember until <laughs> until we watched oh it. Oh, my God. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting because, like, uh, yeah, villains, I've definitely seen some episodes more than once. Like, this one, her, her reasons. And, uh, like, Fugitives, I love... Um, but I don't know how much I've watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fucking, oh my God, Redemption. I haven't seen that very much at all. No, freaking volume five is going to be a real like, holy fuck. I forgot about this, <laughs> this for 100%. both of us. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. For like so much stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway, um, how are <sighs> things over at Primatech? Depends on who you are. Um, <laughs> Fair. If. If you're Meredith, not great. If you're Danny, even worse. Because <laughs> Meredith is on her own in the hallway. She hears a clang and she sees that Siler has ripped Danny's metal arm right the fuck off. <laughs> it's still wriggling. I love it. Mm-hmm. She gets a little further in the hallway. She finds a wrecked medical supply area. And... Uh, What should roll towards her feet so conveniently but an empty bottle of adrenaline? This high drama motherfucker, (laughs) Mr. Gray. My God. (laughs) He's just behind her, like, using his little finger, like, making it, you know, just, like, go across the fucking floor. Oh, my God. I want to punch him in the nuts. (laughs) So he's like, they say adrenaline can kickstart a dead heart. And he tosses the gun from her because, like, come on, why do they even have guns at this point? Immediately, oh my, a new player has entered the game. He finds himself getting puppeted by uh, by Eric, who strolls out. And, uh, oh, he does not like that. No, he does not. And Eric comes over and he's like, no, no, no. Like, Meredith's mine. She's mine to love and mine to kill. And Siler is just, like, full on, like, strung out. Like, his arms are all, like, wide and everything. And he's like, you really think you can control me? Like, being a snob about it. He's like, I'm Siler. No one's heard of you. <laughs> and they have a war with their mind bullets. And this time, Siler wins. He He's able to overpower Eric, get out of his control, give him a little nosebleed, make him pass out. And he comes up behind Meredith and he stabs her with adrenaline. And if you've paid attention to the show, <laughs> you know that the adrenal glands are really fucking important for whatever spurs the abilities to present themselves. So this is really bad news bears for Meredith Gordon right now, who can set herself on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how you just glance over. What? Where you're just like, oh, and he's behind her now and stabs her with the adrenaline. 
Okay, well, say what you have to fucking say in your notes. No, it's just that makes me... That is what happened, but you were just, like, so casual. Yeah, and he's suddenly behind her. Again. Well, at this point, it's like, he either has a power, which she thinks he does, which she might. I'm totally, like, all for mm-hmm. short distance celebration at this point. Or, But it's just, it's just like, what is his power? His power, his, he's the bad guy. And he still gets to win until the last 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like It's like his whole thing with Claire in the house. He's like Michael Myers. He has those, like, mm-hmm. he just has that narratively built in. So. Siler can teleport. Yeah. I don't care if season two happened and took away all his powers except for telekinesis. He can teleport. Where to God. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He's killed a lot of people. Uh, um, that's why I was laughing, though, because yeah. you were just like, yeah, and he goes behind her and stabs her. And I'm just like, oh, so cash. And? <laughs> My nose are screaming. He does the weird teleport thing again. I saw it on her notes earlier, and I was like, I, I would have spat water if had I been drinking it, but I set my cup down hard, like you. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah. yeah, Siler has jabbed Meredith with adrenaline, which is really that's bad news under the best of circumstances. You don't give a healthy person adrenaline, mm-hmm. like that's fucked. And we go over, and Noah comes upon the third level five guy released. He's dead too, obviously. He goes over and sees Meredith in a cell, and she's freaking out. She can't control her flames because of the adrenaline. Siler, when he looks in on Meredith, like, to help her, locks them both into the same level five cell. And he goes to raise his, gla- uh, his you know, his gun. He almost says glasses. Why the fuck would he do that? He goes to raise his gun. <laughs> as- a, a, a glass is off to you, Sir Siler. You've bested me. <laughs> <laughs> did my little my little bow off my glasses um, to you i doff my glasses to you shit um so he raises his gun and siler's like like bitch please it's bulletproof remember noah member and he has the shotgun now he's outside in the little like viewing window he tosses it aside because like whatever whatever to guns and he's got Bennett right where he wants him, and he loves it. And so he's like, you know, at the rate she's going, you're going to need that one bullet I left you. Because when she went into the cell, there was a company gun there, and it has one bullet in it. And he's like, but don't worry, it shouldn't be too hard for you. Because, you know, you're a fucking killer. That's the subtext there. You're, you're me. You're basically me. You kill bad people. You kill people with powers. I kill people with powers. I don't care if they're bad or not. But, yeah. So... <laughs> there's this amazing moment where they're both on the other side of the glass, like right, right next to each other. And he's like, Hey, let me ask you one thing. When this is all over and Meredith's dead, what lie are you going to tell Claire? And Noah's just, Oh, he's so mad. <laughs> Cause like he's, he's in, he's in a real situation. Meredith cannot control that forever. He himself is in danger. He fucking knows that Siler is right. He's going to have to do something real bad. Mm-hmm. And also that he's probably not going to feel that bad about it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I think that's the real thing there. I mean, he doesn't think Cause... all people with abilities are bad. And we've seen it before with other people, with other company people. Sure, he I don't think he didn't train Meredith, but he trained Eden. And he sure was not happy about Eden getting killed. Oh, no, no. Um... Well, Eden had, like, the bit of the, like, weird Claire parallel because she was so young. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, so he's like, you know, here's the deal. Your life or hers, Noah. You helped make me into what I am, and I just wanted to return the favor. Have fun, kind of thing. And he leaves them to, to deal with this little this little problem that he's created. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of his more successful endeavors against Bennett, I would argue. Yes. <laughs> Psychologically and otherwise. Mm-hmm. He's, he's having but, a great uh, old yeah. time right now. He's having a great episode for most of it. He truly is. Just like hanging out and getting people to be like, look, you're a monster. I don't know how he proved that Meredith <laughs> is a monster. He really hasn't. <laughs> no. But, you know, that needs to fit into his fantasy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Just that she abandoned Claire, but obviously she didn't have a choice. But, like, I think he knows that, but he was abandoned. So, uh, you know. yes, yes. He doesn't. He doesn't care the, the specifics. She didn't know that her daughter was still alive until he doesn't care the specifics <laughs> until later on when Thompson was all like, "I've got conscience for like a couple seconds. I'm going to let you go before I change my mind." <laughs> the whole thing here is like, I'm going to make you an orphan, Claire, just like me. <laughs> Lol. Yeah. <laughs> yep. One way or the other. Yep. Oh, it's fucking shit. I swear to God. All right. Well, I mean, he has to go after Bio Dad. Don't worry, he'll get there mm-hmm. eventually. <laughs> so it's gotta deal with daddy first mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> but how is how is bio dad doing daddy jesus god yeah <laughs> you mean claire's bio dad yes yeah claire's bio, uh, claire's he bio dad. is sitting in arthur's office and he's playing with a little glass globe thing while being watched by Knox. and nathan's like you back the wrong horse uh people always root for peter you know like, that's not the one, he's not the brother you need to root for. Oof. And Knox is all like, then why are you up here while we are winning? And Nathan asks him to find winning, because all <laughs> Peter ever does is disappoint the people who believe in him. Oh my god! And then Knox is like, huh, well then why are you afraid? Because, you know, Knox's thing is he can feel fear, and he gets power off it. And Nathan's like, just casually looks at him like, hmm, I'm not afraid of anybody. And then he grabs that ball that he's been playing with and smacks Knox with it. And they have a little tussle. A little back and forth. Knox gets mm. pushed toward the door. And as he's about to swing at Nathan, he pauses and freezes and literally freezes. Hmm. And crumbles because, oop, who was there but Tracy? So Tracy's there. She saves Nathan's ass before it's completely handed to him. And she just smiles at him like, hmm, miss me? For a second, um, he wasn't scared of Knox because Knox would have flattened him like a fucking aluminum can. Mm-hmm. They were just having a fight. Nathan held his own. Yes. He wasn't necessarily going to get his ass handed to him in that moment. I wonder if he felt Tracy in the hall for like a second. I wonder too. I wonder too. I thought like about he that. felt her fear, like when she realized that like he was being held by Knox in there, but then was like badass yeah. stuff. Like, okay, I can handle this. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. Back to, back to things like that. Anyway, back to um, everything yeah. that I just cut. Goodbye, Knox. Yep. Rip Knox. Rip that guy. <laughs> um, let's let's go over to Isaac's loft. Uh, you mean Suresh's loft? Isaac's loft. Suresh's Isaac's loft. loft. <laughs> if they can mention him fucking still making comics, I can say it's his loft. Oh. <laughs> I know. I, I. It is funny. I totally didn't notice until you mentioned that the title card said Suresh's Loft. I was like, oh, that's funny. Because I glanced up and saw it said that, and I was like, you fucking... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ando is still sparking. 
and he can't quite control it. He's kind of like freaking out a little bit. And Matt, like, is, <laughs> of course, the way to calm someone down is to just touch him and say, calm down. So Matt touches him, and that makes Matt flip out, too. He's kind of like, ah. And when he lets go of Ando, he's like, I could hear the thought of everyone in the whole city. And Daphne's like, what did you do? And she does the, <laughs> it's like Wonder with Peter. <laughs> what did you do? And she, like, touches Ando, too, and then she just vanishes. And then we see she's in the doorframe of the loft, and she's watching what just happened with with her, Matt, and Ando. She went back in time, like, 30 seconds. And as she blips away again, she walks from the door, and they were like, where were you? And she's like, I was, like, just out there, but I was, like, watching myself, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Fun stuff. Interesting. Yeah, interesting little little stuff going on there with those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder what happened there. Gonna have to wait, though. Because they are not the main plot longer. of this episode. <laughs> they sure as hell are not. Yeah. Uh, because back at Primatech, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bennett's in the cell, and he, he's trying to not have to kill her. He really is. Like, he, he doesn't want to fucking do this. And I swear to God, it's only because he knows that if he does something like this, Claire will maybe never forgive him. Mm-hmm. That might be the straw. Could be. I think I think is why he's being so reluctant. And, like, Claire is like, we, we gotta save him. And she's in the office with Angela still, and Angela's just real chill. She doesn't want to give him what he wants. She knows that if anyone moves or does anything that he wants them to, then that's not gonna end well. But eventually she manages to convince her, I guess, because she's dragging Angela out of the office. They're walking through the hall together, holding hands, you know, as, like, a safety precaution. She's got the gun in her other hand. She lets go of her hand for a moment and then grabs her again. And that's, like, one of the best moments in the fucking episode. This little asshole right here. It's Siler. We all know it's fucking Siler. And he disarms her easily and throws her up onto the wall. Very, very Jackie. And um, he's like, you wouldn't pick. So I had to up the stakes. Save daddy or save granny, is it? And he's really forcing Claire in this moment to hear how shit Noah has been, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen it. We've seen it and she's seen it now in the 16 years ago moments last week. Yeah. He's fucking neglecting his wife on day one with a new baby and just, like, all the shit we keep seeing. Like, he's not the best dad, <laughs> like, or husband. And it's kind of interesting to have that, you know, the scales fall from your eyes, I guess, in that way. But, Yeah. So they're having this little moment together. He lets her go and she runs off and she goes to the level five area. And Noah's like, punch in this code. But obviously, come on, guy. Siler ripped that shit out. <laughs> so they're outside of the cell. Claire's there and they, they don't really know what to do. Noah gets an idea. He basically wants to try to temper the glass with the heat that she's producing so that maybe the glass will weaken and he can shoot it out. So he tells Meredith, like, go over there, put your hands on the glass, and get as hot as you can, you know, safely, obviously. And she does, and she heats it up really well, and he tries, and he uses his one bullet to do that, and it doesn't break the glass. Not quite. And Claire's like, wait, there's a giant pane of glass? I know what to do. And so she throws herself through it, because that's what Claire does. It's kind of her one move. Like, if she was a video game character, you'd better hope there's a window. Uh, so she smashes through the glass, and Noah hops out, and Claire grabs a huge chunk of glass that she's going to save for later, and they decide to leave Meredith in the cell for now, and they'll come back for her. Promise. Promise. They totally will. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. 
That's what's going on there. <laughs> I love that when he had Claire and he was like, daddy or granny. And then he's like, let's, let's both stop pretending. We both know you're going to go after your dad. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> really, what does, why would Claire pick Angela ever? <laughs> I know. She doesn't know the woman well enough. Not really. <sighs> yeah. She just doesn't know her well enough. Um, nope. But Claire was protecting her regardless, even though Angela's done a lot of bad mm-hmm. shit and has anything coming to her, arguably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because like Claire or Hero might be the true north of the show. Quite possibly. It's not Peter, as we've said. Yeah. So. Oh, you're saying because she saw the 16 years ago freshly. Mm-hmm. Yes, Noah continues to not be the greatest husband, but I think after that first moment with the baby and stuff and knowing her more, we have seen clearly that that was daddy's little girl. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm not saying he's trash. Mm-hmm. I'm saying he definitely has moments like we've seen in the present, mm-hmm. you know, where, like, she was dying and what did he care about? Siler. Like, yeah, there's there's decisions he mm-hmm. makes that aren't the best. Um, so Siler knows how to poke at that, but I, I agree that that's still too strong for him to fully break. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. at this moment. She gets mad at him, but when it all comes down to it, he's her mm-hmm. dad. She loves him. Now, the marriage thing, however. <laughs> yes. That, well, that's, that's, not, that's not Claire's cross to bear. That's Sanders' cross to bear. I know. So. I know. We'll get there, too. Yeah. I love that the show deals with it. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. Yeah. Well, leaving Primatech for a moment, going back to Pinehurst for just a moment, uh, we see Tracy and Nathan. And Nathan's pissed. (laughs) He's fucking pissed. He's so angry in this Mm -hmm. moment. And they're sitting there kind of like arguing about this. He's like, we got to go. This situation, it's still deniable. Like, we got to leave. We have to try to stop Peter, obviously. But also, this is just, this is fucked. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, we can spin this. It's what I do. We just need to find the document. The formula's on. It doesn't matter what Peter fucking does. We just got to get the the recipe, as it were. He can burn the whole batch. New game, our rules. It could just be us. And he, uh, she's like, that's what you paid me for. You know, that's what you hired me. And he's like, okay, well, you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's not here for anyone disagreeing with him on this day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So they have this little moment together. But yeah, um, little little conflict, little conflict there that will blossom in volume four between these Mm -hmm. two in a fun way. But yeah. How's Nathan going to stop Peter? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to run away. <laughs> Gotta deal with this little shit. Peter- yeah, Peter gets to break his toys all the time, but I'm fucking sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, golly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, so, so Ando, the spark thing, what's going on there? Yeah, they're trying to understand what happened there, and Matt's like, maybe... Ando's power is like a supercharger? Like, you know, like theory of relativity is like, if you can move faster than light, you can move through time. And that's maybe what you did, Daphne. Mm. And Ando's like, oh my god, I'm like, I have an ability. I'm so excited. And Daphne's all like, well, where'd you learn that? And he's like, I played some attention in high school, her, her. (laughs) And so Daphne's like, wow, okay, so maybe if you can just like go with me and keep zapping me with that, we can go back 16 years. And again, Matt's like, is that a great idea? You know, he just learned how to do his thing and we don't know if this is going to work for sure. And again, she's just like, eh, don't you worry about it. She grabs him and they just whoosh right off. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Matt's so cautious, and he should be. He's he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Matt's role in this episode is to pace in the loft. <laughs> mm-hmm. He waits while Daphne gets shit done. Just a little scene with them there. But let's go 16 years in the past, where the heroes, Lil Hero <laughs> and our hero, are opening up Kaito's safe. And there's the formula intact. And who should catch them but Kaito? And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, we're just playing, you know, and... He tells Hero to go to bed, and, like, both heroes move to leave, and he's like, no, you stop. And Kaito picks up the Kensei sword that is there, and is like, you're a thief. He tries to slice Hero, but Hero moves back, and he's like, how did you open my safe? (laughs) And they move this, like, fight, kind of like, with Kaito's gonna cut the shit out of older, older Hero because he's stealing the formula, he's a thief. They move into the kitchen. Hero tries to deflect him with bread, which doesn't work. It's cut right in half. And- I forgot how delightful the bread versus sword fight is. <laughs> yeah, it's like slice. And Kaito has him backed up in the corner, and Peter holds... Not Peter. Wow. Hero holds up the paper. <laughs> it's this paper, and I thought Peter. <laughs> I got Hero you. holds up the paper, um, and he's like, if this can be destroyed tonight, it can never be used again anywhere, anytime. And Kaito's like, no, I'm the guardian of the formula. You give it back to me. And then Hero rips it in half. And then suddenly Hero is gone, dropping the halves. Which again, fate. Mm-hmm. The formula was in two pieces. It sure was. So yeah, Hero rips it in half and it's suddenly gone. Daphne and them arrive back at the loft. And Anna's like, oh my god, yeah, we saved Hero. Hero, look, I have powers. I did this. And Hero's like... Oh my god, I was about to destroy the formula. Why couldn't you guys have been there, like, a little later? <laughs> so he's upset that they kind of stopped him from completely destroying the formula. Hero's like, listen, we, we have to destroy it now. If it's It's gotta be out somewhere here, we still have to destroy it. And Daphne's like, well, lucky you, I'm the one that stole it, remember? So I know exactly where it is. And he's like, alright, Nemesis. <laughs> I don't remember if he called her Nemesis for sure or not. I think he does. Oh, he fully yeah. does. He says Nemesis. He's yep. like, it's in my notes. All right, Nemesis, this is our chance to make up for our past and to grab that formula and take it and destroy it. So they zip away. And again, Matt and Anne are just left to hang out in the loft. <laughs> so Hero and Daphne show up as Tracy is getting the formula out of a safe, which she had frozen and broken into. She's all like, they're like, hey, this is ours. We're going to take it. And she's all like, huh, I've got other plans for this pe- piece of paper, Pikachu. And again, mm-hmm. someone else calling him Pikachu. He's like, Pikachu? And then he's like, excuse me, and does a little bow. And then he freaking punches Tracy out. Right in the face! Just bops her. And then he yoinks the formula, and he and Daphne just skedaddle on out of there. Amazing. Go hero, go. <laughs> Pikachu? I will not take that racism on this day. Punch! <laughs> <laughs> Even though Daphne does call him Pikachu and like... Yep. A couple episodes earlier. He didn't like it no, then No, he did either. not. He did not. He didn't punch her, though. He's nope. had enough of this shit. <laughs> he sure has. He's been through it. He was hanging off a flagpole for how long? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He had to fight with his dead dad. Goddamn. How are the uh, good guys doing over in Pinehurst? Good guys. Breaking up the lab. Woohoo. Um, <laughs> Peter and Flint are still tearing up the place. And there's pretty much all done except for this huge vat. And Peter calls Flint over to help knock it over. And they do, and the formula spills out and kind of washes up against an unconscious Mohinder. 
who wakes up and we can see he's starting to heal. So it is, in fact, mm-hmm. working. And they're like, oh, there we go. Last of it, finally. And then Flint lights his hands up like, excellent, let's blow this place to hell. And Peter is like, <laughs> no, we can't because my brother's here. And Flint's like, I don't give a rat's ass about you or your brother. <laughs> and before Flint can do anything, he gets bonked on the head again, this time by a pipe wielded by Nathan. Oh, boy. And Nathan doesn't say a word before he whaps Peter with it, too. He gets Peter, like, in the right stomach. In the stomach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hits Peter with it, not just then. When Peter gets back up, he fucking smacks his legs with it, too. Taking a little aggression out on Rachel. his brother. Rachel. Hmm. It's brother versus it brother. Is. <laughs> it's finally here. It's here. It's brother versus brother. You broke my heart, Peter. Oh. And before this beating can continue because this is like the first time we've seen nathan lash back at peter oh they are fully having a fight Mm -hmm. like yeah and uh because like well season one peter punches nathan twice uh we see peter knock him out again here Mm -hmm. yeah nathan's never hit his brother before has he not that we've seen because that really that doesn't fit into the idea of, like, little baby Peter being the mm-hmm. hero, you know? Like, now let's really, let's get into yeah, it. Get so. his aggression out, you know? Oh. So, but, yeah. Like, okay. Go ahead. You broke my heart, Peter. What do you think he means by that? Yeah, what point did he break its heart? Probably acting like he was like, okay, Nathan, I believe you, and then cold cocking him there. <laughs> sure, sure. That's probably a big part of it. Um... I think it's the whole thing like we've been talking about when he joined up with the fucking bad guys to get this True. done. Yeah. Like that's not the Peter he has in his in his uh in his mind up to, you know, that point, but I think it's like, no, you know what? This is actually what he fucking does because I think he might have realized it with like Adam and stuff too. Like, no, we've been here. As he's sitting in that room. And I wanted to believe that you stopped. Yeah, yeah, as he's sitting in that room with fucking Knox. He had nothing to do but stew, and oh boy, did he stew. Like, God damn it, Peter. How many times do I have to try to rip you away from dangerous men? <laughs> Honestly. Oh, God. Because yep. I bet he heard, because he went to Ireland, I bet he heard what Peter got up to there. Oh, I'm sure he did. He must have. He yeah. was like, God damn. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we're not done yet, because oh, no, we're before not. that fight can, you know, go any further, Flint is not completely knocked out and he wakes up and he lights the shit on fire and peter's all like oh my god no nathan i gotta save nathan and flames are all around them peter picks up one of the formula vials that managed not to be stomped on or destroyed and injects himself with a still intact formula he then runs through the fire grabs nathan and flies them both out before an explosion happens can we just Mm -hmm. with the fact that Peter jumps through fucking flames to grab his brother and get him out mm-hmm. of there. Ah, oh, talk about a one-sided relationship. <laughs> so, let's not bury the lead there. Peter has a power again. Yes. Um, but we're not quite sure what it is, but he, he flew. flew. Flew him on out of there. It was very, very clearly yeah. Peter who did it. Oh, absolutely. They're very clear about mm-hmm. it. And even more so later. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else I want to talk about right here before we move on. I think it all really comes down to that last bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, take man. us from a very exploded Pinehurst 
to Prime mm. Attack. Which is on the way to being in a very similar situation elsewhere. <laughs> so before we get to that, we get the moment. We get the sit down and all sit downs with Siler and Angela Petrelli. They are in her office. And they're they're just sitting there and she's like, So you killed Arthur? And he's like, I certainly did. And so she tries to play it. She's like, You saved the world. I was right about you all along. You are a hero. And Siler looks at her like, Bitch, I would not play this <laughs> if I were you at this point on this day. And she's just like, Oh, I always wanted this for you. I dreamed about it. No one to hold you back or take advantage of you. And, you know, he's oh, he doesn't like hearing that. And she claims, you know, she gave him everything a mother could give him. And and he just finally, point blank, is like, you know what? I'm just going to ask her. And he does. And he's like, and I can tell if you're lying. And so he goes, are you my mother? And she says, no, I'm not. And he has this tiny flicker of disappointment mm-hmm. on his face before he even says it. And he goes, for a brief moment, I wish you were. And so he's like, why? Why did you do this? And she's like, I wasn't lying when I said my sons were such a disappointment to me and I wanted another chance. But oh, nope, she is lying. (laughs) About part of it, perhaps. And he's like, I told you I could tell. And so she's like, fine, I wanted you to work for us. You had a skill I needed. And he's like, what? That I could be a hero? And she's like, no, as a killer. As a monster, you were flawed, weak, malleable. Someone I could manipulate because that's what I do. And Siler just has a fucking crisis. He's like, is there any good in this world? Help me believe that you're not all the same as me. And he flips out on her and he's going to kill her. And she's like, I know who your real parents are. And it gets him to stop. And she's like, you're not the son of a watchmaker and a woman who collected snow globes. And so he, like, gets in her face and he's like, I want the truth. And he starts to, you know, he starts up again. And he's harming her. And as he's doing so, Claire comes in clutch with the glass that she saved from the uh, shattering in the cell. And she gets him right in the sweet spot. And she shuts him down. He hits the ground. And Noah comes in not very long after. And he sees what Claire did. But also, Meredith's still going nuts with fire. Like, they gotta fucking go. And so, um yeah there's there's a lot of fire in this Mm -hmm. episode um claire wants to go back and uh it's just it's we lose a lot of characters in this episode too (laughs) because okay now i have to argue meredith should have been fine the whole place goes up in flames and they suggest that that she dies in the flames and it's like no 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 that's not how that works That isn't how it works with her brother over in the other fucking scene. As you say, you know, and you're going to cut it because we're not in those comics yet. But he doesn't die in the flames. And she shouldn't either. It's like the whole thing with Claire shouldn't be happening. It's it's two things. I think it could be. You ready? Mm. Um, Explanation one. Flint didn't have adrenaline running through his system. (sighs) Overwhelmed. There could have been too much and she just burned out. Exclamation two, it wasn't so. just fire. She had a whole building come down on her. That's true. That is true, actually. And she was down, like, down, 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 level five. Yeah, you know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It was probably Because I know, we do know that other people escaped from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does not. And, yeah, it's either no. the adrenaline factor or the building coming down. I think you're right. I think it was the building. She couldn't have done anything mm-hmm. about that. 
other people could, but not yeah. her. They, they were able to get out of there. Mm-hmm. I also want to talk about that piece of glass, because it looks a lot like the same piece of glass that they yanked out of Peter's head. Doesn't mm-hmm. it, though? Memories. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they use the same prop. That'd be cool. They just use the exact same I'd have prop. to look back and forth, because it looks like a big old similar-looking hunk of glass, but... It looks really similar, and then that's also just, like, a nice little... It's always fun when Siler gets his comeuppance after he's had time to play. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Oh, remember when you put a piece of glass in Peter's head? Well, here you go, bud, and see what that feels like. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yep. Rip Meredith. Rip Meredith. Rip the uh, Primatech building that we've put a lot of yes. time in, the last two volumes. The um, New York Primatech building, right? Yes, the New York Primatech. Yeah, yeah, the Hardstale, the Hardstale facility, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, shall we get into the big moment after yeah. this? Okay. We see Peter and Nathan land. And after the initial, like, rough landing, like, uh, you know, the thudding of it all, and they both regain themselves. Nathan wheels around on Peter, and he's like, you flew! Like, that wasn't me, that was you. And he explains, like, he, he, he took the formula, and... It's so great because it's like the reason Nathan is so disheartened with Peter is the thing we've been talking about. It all ties into the thing we've been talking about with, you know, who he pairs up with and why and how long he's willing to go on those rides. It's a lack of integrity mm-hmm. that Peter has always seemed to be the shining beacon of, but isn't really. Um, because, yeah, he was on this whole, like, the formula's bad, the formula's bad. But he took it. And he took it to hopefully get a power to save Nathan. Because as I said, once I had a relationship. Because he's like, you took the formula. Why'd you save me? And he's like, because you're my brother and I love you. And Nathan says the thing that broke hearts all around the world, which is, that's not what I would have done. And he flies off. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure things will be fine for them around like Thanksgiving or whatever. Like, I'm sure they'll get over it. It'll be fine. <laughs> the, the riots happen. A fan. <laughs> of the Petrelli fans. Oh my god, it was such a thing. The line heard round the world. Mm, that's not what I would have done. Because yep. you did, P- I mean, you did, Nathan. You did. You, you flew him out of Kirby Plaza. But again, I'd argue maybe that was less for Peter and like he didn't want all those people in New York to die. That's the thing, isn't it? It's like I was saying before, Peter has a lack of integrity. Mm-hmm. And Nathan, Nathan follows through. He stays pretty true to the core of his character in situations. He's a lot less flexible than than Peter has become. Because look, so look yeah. even back to season one. Didn't they have a plan to get like Ted and Peter and everyone out of the city? Like they were going to go take them somewhere like safer. Like if either of them blew, you know, it wouldn't have been a big deal. And yet Peter's still stuck around New York after Ted got killed. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, like, Nathan, you know, was also part of the plan of just, like, getting his family Mm -hmm. out, you know? And, like you said, I don't think he was okay with the ultimate death toll it would have been. Had it been less, or maybe even, like, just a few people, uh, I think he would have been okay with it. Like, you know, just the, the destruction of it, meaning more of a symbol than the actual, you know, huge cataclysmic event that, that would harm that. At that point, I'm actually unsure. I'm unsure if yep. anyone getting hurt wouldn't have settled wrong with him, especially with how he acted in Haiti and the injustice of that. Yeah, of the innocent yeah, people dying. True. If there were people guaranteed to be, like, shitty people, maybe he'd have been fine with it. But, like, no, it's, like, innocent people dying. Yes, let's go back to Nathan in the before time, who we don't mm-hmm. even know. 
we never really saw a like da nathan no. that much we just saw when he was like i'm going after linderman mm-hmm. you have to remember the type of person who takes that kind of job he has a very defined sense of what good and evil is what bad and right is and i think we're really starting to get to see that like i said without all these other distractions mm-hmm. you know um yeah he he's gonna do what he thinks is best and it doesn't matter who gets in his way or who disagrees, especially people like Peter, who, as, we have, as we've seen, do not have that strong of a moral fiber after mm-hmm. all. Like, that's a big thing. Because, yeah, that's how Peter was framed from season one, that he's the golden child. He's the moral one. He's the squishy center of the Petrelli family of, like, hard, cold, you know, rich people with manipulations and plans. But no, that's not actually how it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important to think about that when you see this this episode in particular. And then, you know, their interactions at the beginning of Volume 4. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> so, after Nathan flies off, we go back to a Mohinder log. Because that's what we're used mm-hmm. to. And he does this whole little, like, good and evil thing. And we see Mohinder and he's hitching and he gets a ride. And it turns out it's from Tracy, who's leaving the facility. And Hero tearing up the formula. And everyone's like, yay. And we see Noah, Claire, and Angela watch the company building burn down. And Matt sees Usutu for a moment in the loft. Mm-hmm. But uh, it doesn't seem to be, like, in a happy way. <laughs> like, he doesn't seem stoked with what's changed. So, interesting little moment there. But, uh, yeah, we, we close off Volume 3. Obviously, Siler's super yeah, dead. Yeah, Volume 3. Um, yeah. Rip that guy as well. He's not. Why are we even playing with that? Rip. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, let me tell you what happens. The fire burns the glass. The glass gets out of his head. He heals. He gets away. There you go. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the show's not going to tell you. He's just going to pop up in 401. Yep. So as in volume four episode, what, like fucking 14. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Oh boy. But, uh, but wait. Just as we normally do, we do get a peek into what the next volume is going to bring. Why don't you explain to us a little bit of what uh, Nathan's integrity is going to bring for everyone involved? Yeah. So end of volume three, we go to volume four, Fugitives. Oh, my. We see a limo parked in Washington, D.C. Three weeks later, Nathan is talking to someone in the limo and he's like... I've tried other stuff. My only real option now is to get the government involved. And the other person has a folder, and it's full of profiles of all of our other heroes. Micah's in there. Uh, Matt Parkman's in there. I Who else was in there that, like, specifically stood out? Um, we see, for sure, Tracy, Micah, Mohinder, um, Hero, okay, and Matt. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't think Peter was in there. He's not, and that goes with Nor what? Claire, but yeah. See later. Mm-hmm. Nor Claire. Nor Siler. Well, Siler's dead, I guess. Well, I don't think that's the the line they're going with. I think that's I think they're doing something different. Yes. But do go anyway, on. and the guy's like, "Well, what do you want me to do?" And Nathan's like, "I want to round them up and put them in a facility where they won't be a danger to anyone." And so the guy's like, "All right, okay, Senator, let's get you what you need." Nathan gets out of the limo. He looks back and he says, "Thank you, Mister President." To be continued. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what? What happens when the government gets involved in something like this? Nothing good. Yeah. He just signed death warrants, potentially, for all those mm-hmm. people. 
He didn't look twice. <laughs> Round them up and put them somewhere. I think he said an island in season one, if we recall. He did. He said it. Yeah. yeah. So. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's your answer when he's like, that's not what I would have done. This is what he would have do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put them somewhere where they won't be a danger. Okay. Okay, but can we talk? Can okay, we let's talk, talk. Let's for talk. a minute? Let's talk. Let's talk for a minute about how all the people in those files, minus maybe like Micah, are people that Nathan has interacted with personally and knows can fuck him over. Yes. I wonder... They weren't a bunch of randos. It was people... Like, yeah, it was people we know to be like, oh, no, it's our favorites. But it's people who could get in his way that need to go down first. Fair. And they're not even, like, the most dangerous outwardly, Mm -hmm. you know? Like... They're just people he knows. That's what's so fucking fucked about it. They're people he personally knows, and that's why they have to go first. Mm-hmm. I'd argue he knows who Micah is. He's never met him, but he knows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Micah he knows one- how he got yeah. to where he did. Yeah, okay. You're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. he knows who Micah is. Mm-hmm. You are correct. He would have figured that out. Plus, yep. Nikki always talked mm-hmm. about him. That's true. So. Yep. So it's very telling that it's all these people who could stop Nathan from going fucking power mad, basically. Yeah, that's an interesting spin on it. Mm-hmm. Well, it really stuck with me this time because, yeah, Peter's not there because, you know, we'll hear about it in, in the first episode. Um, and Claire, because he's trying to keep her safe because mm-hmm. that is his daughter and that's the least he can do. If if they stay out of his way and he's very clear about that in mm-hmm. the first episode. Don't get involved. On the other hand, he has all these files and these people because, yes, they're the people he knows, but they're also the people he has proof on. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's part of it. So. But I just think it's excellent that there's all these really dangerous people. And he's like, no, no, no. We need to get rid of these fuckos. We'll get in my way. Well, who's dangerous that's left <laughs> right I now for do. him to throw in that folder? Honestly. It's been three weeks. He's probably oh, spoken man. to his mother. Because they know Siler's alive because they send a team after him in, in the first episode. I don't know. But yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, these are all people you've worked alongside, so you need them out mm-hmm. of your way. <laughs> and also also not around to judge you for what you're doing to your own kind, mm-hmm. Nathan. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, can't be having that. As his dad would say, can't have that. <laughs> I love it. I love asshole Nathan so much. Because, like, it just, it's like we've said, he's he's been this guy all along. We've just seen different distracted not quite 100 percent on versions Mm -hmm. of him this is back to what we were heading toward in season one the nathan and fugitives feels the most nathan capital n since season one yeah so i agree yeah like it or like it or Mm -hmm. don't like you know everybody is in danger (laughs) (laughs) and it's also great because um Siler was always considered on the other side as a, as a quote-unquote villain mm-hmm. from the start. So this is the first time that they are in danger because of one of their own, yes. of a fellow hero, mm-hmm. if you will. And that's huge. Yes. And Kitty agrees. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Like, we have a bunch of bonus stuff before then, but fuck, I love Fugitives. I am stoked. I'm, I, I'm excited so- too. I'm, I haven't watched Fugitives in a while. A lot of cool mm-hmm, stuff. Same. Most people that fell yep. off fell off, yeah, during, during villains. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a group of people that don't like asshole Nathan, but yeah. Sorry about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> that's that's the guy. Mm-hmm. 
do you really need me to go back and show you again? Listen <laughs> like... to our bonus episode. Nathan Petrelli was always this way. <laughs> it's a little less complete because we did it before mm-hmm. watching this episode again. But, you know, you'll get the idea. It goes together. It goes from our recollections. But now, now I have proof, mm-hmm. damn it. <laughs> Here it is. Oh, the other thing. Okay. Siler opened the episode while Hinder ended it. <laughs> oh, our boys in our heart, whether or not the show wants them to be or not. Yep. 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 Oh, and another another thing that I forgot to write in my notes, even though you told me to and I said I would. Um, uh, just, just a fun little moment. Um, when Daphne is uh, speeding out of the loft, there is a framed photo of Chandra Suresh <laughs> in the loft. Ding. Easter egg. Dun, dun. Mohinder dressed it up a little. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, he did mm-hmm. yeah so yeah villains we did it we're through one of the probably the most controversial volume honestly yes. like people whine about season two or whatever but it's usually people who complain about villains that i hear because season so. two ain't bad it ain't bad it's not that bad it makes some choices that it you know some of them mm-hmm. work some of them don't but that's like second season bullshit that's any Just- show you telling me last season two is perfect? It's, it's the not. sophomore slump, like, yo. Yeah. And they just got cucked by the writer's strike. But yeah, so. Exactly. It's like the thing they say about, you know, in music. Like, you've got your whole life to write your debut album and six months to write your second. Mm-hmm. So. so, as Keisha mentioned, be prepared for a few bonus episodes before we dig into to volume four, including our little coverage of the the volume three comics. Yes. And a couple other bonus ones. But look forward yeah. to the usual comics. I don't remember a whole lot of them. I sure don't. We've gone through the ones that I remember really well because they were in the um, published yes. books. These were not published. So, they were on the way to be and then mm-hmm. it got canceled. <laughs> welcome welcome to the era of Cancel Heroes merchandise. My name is Keisha and I'm still mad about it. Soon we'll do that fucking merch episode. Not in between this volume. Maybe in between. In yeah. Between, like, four and five. Four and five. Because there was like nothing getting ordered after volume yeah. four. Mm-hmm. So could have had a lunchbox um yeah so <laughs> i could have it was one of the things they were licensed for. i think the like the lunch a lunchbox did come out because i see it on ebay but i don't know what lunchbox you're referring to I there was one with hero box. with the dinosaur that i see on ebay oh yeah i guess so i guess i want yeah anyway, anyway let's let's get to our socials which i will deliver excellent if you would like to follow us on twitter we are at eclipsed podcast if you would like to follow our personal accounts, I am at that burb there. Burb with a B like Bridget. Uh, Keisha is at lady underscore snark, S-N-A-R-K. What, what, you, what you tweeting about? What you tweeting about, Nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't going to ask because we had our little WandaVision talk at the beginning. I know, I know, because I, I wanted you to ask and I'd be like, WandaVision? <laughs> it's like the first Here, tweet I'll do it again. my thing. What you tweeting about, Keisha? WandaVision! <laughs> Excellent. (laughs) If you want to email us, we are eclipsedpod at gmail.com. But the best way to get a hold of us to talk about the show, to talk about heroes, is on the Discord. Link will be in the show notes. Yes. And that about wraps it up for us here. So thanks for listening. If you want to leave us a like and a rating on whatever podcast app you listen to us on, that would be awesome. But until then, we will see you next time for the bonus episodes. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody.